0: Welcome to the Speak by Design podcast, where we study great speakers and great leaders. We study their style, structure, and strategy so you can become a consistently compelling force at work and in life. I'm Stephanie Bickle, your host. I am so excited for you. I wish someone had done this for me early on in my career. I am going to lay out the top 50 skills every leader needs to master, consider these leadership communication skills. And I have put them in an order that makes most sense to the people I work with. And I've worked with hundreds of leaders on this. And let me tell you the sequence, it begins with working on your mindset, then personal style, then message structure, then message strategy, and then some other leadership bells and whistles for team effectiveness are you ready? Because I'm going to go through all 50 of these at a high level. And then after this episode, we will dig into each one on a separate episode in order. So once you get through all 50, you should be transformed and feel ready for anything. Okay, so number one, number one is to learn how to protect and grow your confidence your confidence, you are your best coach. And it's very easy over time to let confidence shrink. So what can you do to increase your confidence is to work on beliefs, beliefs about yourself, about your own capabilities, beliefs like, I love my audience, I am an expert, I'm fighting to solve a serious problem, I believe I'm going to make change happen today. Number two, shift your mindset to a more expansive viewpoint. So you can tell how people think, if they're thinking only about themselves, if they're thinking about their team, if they're thinking about their functional area, if they're thinking about the company, or if they're thinking about the industry as a whole, or society as a whole. So how big can your expansive mindset be? Well, can keep expanding, just keep lifting the limits and the viewpoint that you have. If you're just out for yourself, you're only going to get so far. Number three, visual leadership, how you dress, what Graphics you use in your slides, what objects you have around your physical space, all of that is helping you build trust and adding more depth and meaning to whatever you're talking about. Think about the visuals around you, not just what you're wearing, not just how you're moving, but the objects and even the graphics you're using. Number four, craft a personal brand and use your image to broadcast it. So personal brand is your purpose, your mission, vision, values, all of that, the reason you exist, and put that into a package visually that people will understand, make sure that your visual image, how you dress matches that personal brand, the objects, the colors, the different graphics you use, that all of it is resonating with your internal purpose, mission, and vision. Number 5 stand out by increasing contrast in your delivery and increasing your personal intensity. So contrast, think of contrast like when you you hear somebody who speaks fast and then they speak slowly. Someone who's loud and then someone who whispers. So that contrast is what makes an audience stay tuned to you because you're not predictable. You're dynamic. And then personal intensity we do think of the people that your eyes are drawn to your ears are drawn to. Sometimes they're louder than everybody else. Sometimes they use bigger gestures, or they're more interesting in their movement, or they're more piercing in their eye contact. That is personal intensity. How can you dial up your contrast and intensity to help your ideas stand out. Not just you. We're not, I mean, you will stand out most likely when you do these things. But you're doing it with the intention of helping people hear your ideas. Number six, strengthen your gravitas through four behaviors. Let me list the four behaviors. Number one, poise under pressure. Number two, emotional intelligence. Number three, being able to speak truth to power. And number four, being able to make a decision. Number seven, be interesting. Come to meetings with a short story about something you did outside of work, or an interesting analogy that relates to the work that you're doing that day. Bring in a movie clip, bring in some bit of poetry or a fun fact or a quote from a recent article that relates to what you're talking about. All of that is so helpful to making yourself interesting to others and more memorable. Okay, number eight, find your way of inspiring others. You have to be a motivational force that does not require that you're a rah rah personality. There are many different ways to inspire find a way that's natural for you. And remind yourself that that is Part of being a leader is being encouraging and uplifting to others. Number nine, become excellent at connecting, really good at listening to people, helping them feel heard, helping them feel important as well. Get to know them personally. Number 10, grow your network. There is nothing less attractive to me than people who think they have met everybody they need to know. Always believe that you're Next best friend is around the corner. Number 11, understand your vocal presence. There are six elements of voice that I find, I wish everybody knew this, but we're never taught how to use our voice effectively. You might be wondering, what are the six elements of voice? They are pitch, pace, variety, volume, weight, and direction. And each one of those is a dial you can play with. And I look forward to going into that in more depth with you. That'll be a fun episode. Okay, let's go to number 12, which is mastering the three vocal tones every leader needs to be able to to do. And those vocal tones are, and you can think of them as styles. There is the assertive voice, the motivational voice, and the consultative voice. So the assertive voice is going to sound very strong clear, emphatic. The motivational voice is going to have lots of variety and is a lot of emotion and be very unexpected. And the consultative voice is very calming and soothing. And you can imagine when the leader would need to use those different styles. And you want that to become very natural for you to jump from style to style as you need to. Number 13, protect your voice. I'll be teaching you a daily vocal warm-up because our voices are atrophying over time. The voice ages, it gets dehydrated, it gets old, and it can sound crusty. So what we'll be doing is I'll show you the exercises for breathing and resonance and projection and shaping your sound so that you sound ageless And a daily vocal warm-up is necessary. I love that Netflix special where they show Tony Robbins doing his vocal warm up, walking up and down the staircase in his house. That is, it's a great way for people to realize that to sound good, to be heard, you've got to work on your voice. Number 14, perfect your delivery, get really good at gesture, movement, different facial expressions, how to use your eyes, and that's what we'll cover there. Number 15, get clear and concise. The longer the sentence is, the more likely people are to tune out. The more complex the vocabulary, also the harder it is for people to digest your messages. Number 16, become an expert at articulating a vision. That is a skill in itself, articulating a vision, articulating a strategy, uh, because you're giving people the plan for the future and you are getting them excited about it. And leaders have to be able to do that. But if you are positioning yourself as a leader, people need to see you do that before you're designated a leader. Number 17, asking for investment, get good at being able to ask for investment, we can't just wait for people to say, Oh, we'll give you some money to go explore that. Or yes, let's, let's put some budget together for you, you've got to be able to ask for budget and ask for it easily, with confidence and with great commitment behind it. Because if you don't look like you're committed to the effort, who's going to give you money for that? Number 18, begin and end strong, you want to be able to put together great strong starts and closes. Number 19, build the 10 minute talk. So as a leader, Whatever you're working on, whatever big growth initiative you have underway, you need to have a 10 minute stump speech, essentially, that you have put together, that has all these wonderful elements in it, lots of highs and lows and contrast, and you know how to deliver it really well and that's something that you can condense to a short video, you could lengthen into a 30-minute dialogue with people, but you've got the content there and ready to go that you can then shape in the moment and customize to different audiences. Number 20, market your talks. So once you have that 10-minute talk, you got to tell people that You want to get together. You want to speak at their conference. You want to meet their customers and clients. You want to go on a tour, a roadshow with that talk. Well, how do you get people excited? You've got to write a great email. You've got to put together a nice description of that talk so people say, please come and speak to our group. Number 21, build and practice the five most important stories. So stories are so powerful for people in technical fields or in industries where there's a lot of abstract ideas because stories are great teaching tools, but they're also very important for your promotion. They're also important for interviewing, so many different ways you can use stories. So the five most important stories are your story, your company's story, or team's story, your industry story, a successor war story, and a picture of the future story. And once you have those, you could almost go through that exercise twice a year of rebuilding and, and changing your stories so that they are timely. You don't want to use stories that are from two years ago. Number 22, be able to assert. So assertive communication is just one of the styles. You can't be assertive all the time and be effective. But many people are afraid to be assertive because they think they sound arrogant or they sound like a shark versus a lamb. We like to help you find that band that because sometimes it can feel like a narrow band. Where is the tipping point for you in where you are too assertive or not assertive enough? 23. 23 master the virtual and hybrid meeting. Meeting remote is an art. So when you're meeting remotely with people, you want to be as effective as possible, whether that's by the phone or on video, or if it's some interesting combination. It behooves us all if we're good on camera, if we're good at maximizing the visual light. So we'll go through that together. And then handling, number 24, handle questions directly. If somebody asks you a yes or no question, do not tell a story. How do you, even if you don't have the answer or you need a little bit of time, how can you handle that question directly that has been asked to you with uh, honesty and clarity? 25, handle objections with ease. People are gonna push on your ideas. You're going to want to get defensive. Don't get defensive. Get good at handling objections and expecting them at the same time. You never have to be surprised. 26. Deliver bad news with confidence and compassion from the intention of speaking the truth. So get good at delivering bad news so that when you have to tell someone project funding has been pulled, the budget has been reduced, that it doesn't feel like a painful moment to you and you're not scared of it. 27, manage up effectively. 28, manage across effectively to your peers and external parties. Number 29, get good at managing down. So we'll take a 360 degree tour in those tips. Tip number 30, delegate effectively. Delegate so you can elevate. You you might even want to make it your goal that you delegate a task every week to someone on your team. If you are hoarding all the tasks, you will never elevate yourself enough, you'll never increase the capacity, and you end up becoming the reason and the obstacle that the company or the team is not growing as fast as it could. Only give feed forward. So, what is feed forward? Instead of feedback, where you're focusing on the past, how can you take whatever happened in the past and make it feed forward so that the next time we do this, we'll do it differently? Tip number 32 expect tough conversations so that you're not afraid of the conflict. You know that we need to have different opinions and talk them out, and you're not afraid of it. And you can do it from an appreciative place. N- Tip 33 develop poise under pressure? How can you control yourself so that you don't create additional chaos for the team, so that you are not raising your voice at people, gritting your teeth, or giving people the death stare? You know what I mean when I talk about the death stare. Okay, let's go to 34. Tip number 34 increase momentum as you go. So whether it's in a speech, or it's over a long project, maybe a a year and a half project, you there's naturally a part where people get fatigued. So even in a 10 minute talk, usually around minute seven, the speaker knows, all right, I'm almost done. And they start to lag in their energy. This is exactly the time where you need to speed up. But same thing in let's say you have a project that's going on for a year, usually around month seven is when people start to have that fatigue, they've had a few setbacks, there's been a few changes, and the energy is starting to lag. As a leader, you need to know how to infuse new fresh energy into the team into the messages. Tip number 35, know your mission, vision and values cold. Do not need to, like if you are a leader and have to refer to a document or look at a sign because you don't know it inside and out, you haven't done your homework and practiced it enough. Mission, vision, and value should be so well known and rehearsed that you could talk about them at any moment. Number 36, know how to create a fresh start. Occasionally in a relationship, you need to reboot that relationship You need to know how to clear the air and start anew. Number 37, strengthen your relationship and deepen your relationship with your boss. If that boss doesn't want to have a personal relationship with you, too bad. You are going to help them understand that you are a person and this is not a transactional relationship. You will give and there will be take. This is going to be a beautiful relationship. So we'll show you how to do that. Number 38, run a campaign for your next promotion. Think of it as a campaign where you develop a set of messages, a communication strategy, and you start releasing the messages and scheduling the meetings to get more visible. And that leads straight into tip 39, get more visible externally. So how can you increase your visibility in the community, in the industry, with peers at other organizations. Tip number 40, increase your team's effectiveness. Now it's time to look at your team and work on the different meetings you have, the different ways you've structured the roles to make them most effective so that there's good role clarity everybody knows what they can expect of one another and they're excited to work with each other and they're deepening their relationships with one another tip number 41 co-create culture with the team now that co-cre- co-create part is all about working with your team to figure out what values do they think need to be added what else would make the team feel better and be more energized and get the ideas from them Tip number 42, get skilled at the art of gathering. Be an expert at meeting formats, at facilitation skills, at bringing people together in interesting ways and creating memories. 43, use leadership language. There is a language of leadership that a lot of people don't know exists, and they don't know how to use it. But it is not using the most complicated words. It is not long sentences. It is simple language delivered in a very effective, digestible way. Number 44, understand the seven power dynamics. And these are dynamics where in any relationship, whether it's with your boss, or it's with your peers, or people who report to you, there's a give and take of power. And sometimes you need to give more power away, and other times you need to take power back. And when you understand these dynamics, they could help you have conversations with people that you've struggled with in the past, and it can help you empower more people on the team to take on more responsibilities in a very interesting way, because we don't often talk about power dynamics, but when you do, it's very transparent and it opens up really great dialogue with people. Number 45, discuss your communication preferences with your team members, with your clients, your your customers, your leaders. Find out, do they like a text message? Is it okay to respond after hours? Do they want to get on Slack? Do they want a long email? Do they need pre-reads before their meetings? How long do they want these meetings to be? How do they make decisions? That's the kind of conversation that really helps with decision making. If you are frustrated that people aren't making decisions effectively, work on the communication preferences. It really helps. Number 46, share your communication pet peeves with others. Don't just stew on the things that drive you nuts in emails and Zoom meetings. Tell people what bothers you because then they can start sharing what bothers them And that's helping you get more aligned to one another and be more transparent on what you like and don't like. It's great for team discussions. It's also really good with clients. Number 47, become a great writer. So look at your writing. Is it too long? Does it sound like a robot wrote it? Or does it have some artistry to it where you're attracting people because of the formatting, because of the use of bullets, because of the headlines, because it's so simple and easy to digest? So that's the kind of writing we're looking for. Number 48, become your best coach. So you can go to other coaches and there are so many great ones, but being able to coach yourself for the long haul is exactly what you want. And what you say to yourself greatly matters. So focus on and become aware, more aware of how you're talking to yourself. Number 49, get really great at coaching others. So once you're good at coaching yourself and you're doing that from a positive place, not a fear based place, then you're ready to apply the same logic to coaching others. If you're someone who's really hard on yourself, you're likely very hard on others too. So you want, Both styles to be framed positively so that you're not breaking yourself down or other people down. Number 50, we are there. So this last tip is about habits. Everything I've listed is a skill that can be learned, but the skill only becomes a a habit if you do it over and over and over again. And that's where you wrap up. When you practice something over and over again, it becomes a habit and you don't have to put as much effort toward it. And that's the end goal. So if this was really interesting to you, I suggest listening to this again because it's helping you be more mindful about the skills you need to develop. So if somebody asks you, what are you working on? How do you want to grow this year? Use some of these. These are wonderful goals to lay out for yourself. To deepen your skills and convert them all to new habits. All right, everyone, I'm excited to dig into tip number one, which is coming up next. If you've ever wanted to become a great speaker, now is the time. Join me at speakbydesign.com forward slash join and join our monthly coaching program where we work on personal style, message structure, and strategies that help you become the obvious choice and help your ideas get heard and create massive action. Hope to see you there.